Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. How often have you heard a friend or even a stranger say, Oh, I hoped for better news from the doctor today. Or you hear a friend or family member say, I thought he was going to be released today. Oh, we thought he was going to get to come home. Oh, we hoped the surgery would get all of that tumor. Oh, man, I thought that job was in the bag. Now what do I do? You know, we've all had life's disappointments. Some of us have been betrayed by loved ones. We thought this was the one we were going to marry. We thought that that family member would never turn on us like that. Many of us know what betrayal is. But what do we do with that? What do we do when we have shattered hope, when all hope is gone? Where do we go when we can't even put our minds around anything that would give us a little inkling of hope? The foundation of our whole world seems to be gone, just trembling, just fading away, just crumbling. I'm thinking since we're two weeks after Easter right now, there were a couple of guys who were trudging up the road to Emmaus, dragging sandals in the dust, wondering what Now, this Jesus guy that they thought was going to be the king, the one they thought was going to save himself and save all of them, who would be the next ruler of the world, perhaps, they believed him. For three years, they had followed him and believed. And yet now, they watched him. He died right there on the cross. And they maybe heard or watched them as they put him in the grave and put the stone in front of it. They were stricken is a good word. They were defeated. They were so immensely overwhelmed with sorrow and sadness. They didn't even know how to function. It was when the two men revealed their unbelief in the scripture that they actually began to see someone revealing himself. This is maybe a little bit how it might have sounded on that day as they were walking along. They were saying, what are we going to do now? Where did he go? What are we going to tell our friends? How can we ever explain what we've done with the last three years? And yet walking right behind them comes this familiar voice, this man, this hope that is with them. Not just the hope of, I'm going to save the world and be a king. No, this is the hope that the tomb indeed is empty and that Christ is appearing and that he did appear to 500 more people after the tomb opened. But they also now had that one little bit of hope. This isn't what we thought was going to happen but we're going to see something different. In 1 Peter 1, verse 6, it says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that your faith might be tested and tried, 
and worked so that it will become more precious than gold, gold that perishes. Even though it's tested by fire, it still perishes, and there may be found praise and honor and glory in only one, the one who will never leave us, he'll never forsake us. He will always be there. He will always follow, going before us, going behind us, and going with us, even when we think all hope is lost. And that, my friends, is the truth of what God promises Even after Easter is over, even after all of the hoopla and the kids have eaten all the chocolate and the eggs have been thrown out, and yet Christ becomes more and more and more. This is just the beginning. If you're one of the people, as I was, that often only went to church on Christmas and Easter, even if then, you might think, well, now what is there? And yet there is more. I challenge you, I urge you, study for yourself and find out. There have been those who have been self-professed atheists or at least agnostics that through searching and trying to prove the Bible is false or in error, have found instead that faith was following them. I urge you to do the same as maybe you've heard of C.S. Lewis, he was one who late in his life came to Christ as he was just searching. He just wanted to know the truth. And he was so brilliant and so intelligent that many times it's those great intellectuals that have a hard time just throwing themselves into faith. Let me tell you about a guy named Lee Strobel. He was an atheist and he began investigating biblical claims about Christ after his wife's conversion. Now, he had gone to the University of Missouri. Us Missourians know that it is noted for its school of journalism, and he, of course, got on staff at the Chicago Tribune later for 14 years. Now, he had won so many awards for writing, and yet now he wanted to prove this Bible was not the truth that it professed to be. He even said he was an atheist. So one of the great things that I found about him as a Um, teaching pastor now at Willow Creek Community Church in Illinois, one of the things that he has been known for is telling it like it is. He and his wife, Leslie, have two children and several grandchildren. And what he has written, one of the great things, The Case for Christ, which he summarizes and says interviews with 13 other scholars in his quest to know the truth. Have you ever really quested to know the truth about something? How can, for instance, he asks, how can God be worthy to be praised if he allows innocent children to die? What about if he allows this and that? And how can a good God? And what about all of these different authors who wrote the Bible? And it's just, I just can't believe all of this stuff. I challenge you, my friend, if you are uncertain, if you have been a self-proclaimed agnostic atheist or you just don't care, I dare you, I triple dog dare you to start reading in the book of John in the New Testament and in Philippians and ask yourself, could this possibly be meant for me? Can I really have such joy? And can my belief system be suspended so that I too come to know what thousands, millions of people have known for thousands of years, 
that indeed Christ is real and that he can become my Savior, that I can be forgiven of my past, that I can have a glorious hope and a future, and that all hope is not lost, but he is my hope. I challenge you really to seek and find the truth, and he tells you to do that. Taste and see, oh, see that I am good. I am God. Ask him, would you do that? That's what I did. I said, if you're really real, big guy, and he was, and he changed my entire life, and I know he will do the same for you. Father, I pray right now for the one that is listening, whether a believer or not, whether they're going through a difficult time or not, whether they have had hope lost or not. Right now, I pray for them. I pray for their family. I pray that you will touch their heart and give them a stronger measure of faith, that you will use this very circumstance they're going through as a catalyst for the future and to help others to even believe as well. God, thank you for the many things that you have done for me and what you have done for one you'll do for others. And I pray for them, Lord God, right now whether they need healing, whether they need to know the truth, or whether they just need hope. I pray, God, knowing you will answer that prayer. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Peppers, shaking the salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks and God bless.